Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutzen. Welcome to another podcast. This is Joshua chapter 18 today, uh, verses 1 through, um, 1 through, give me just a second, 1 through 25. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Division of the rest of the land. The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up the tent meeting there. The country was brought under their control. But there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? Appoint three men from each tribe. I will send them out to make a survey of the land and to write a description of it according to the inheritance of each. Then they will return to me. You are to divide the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south, and the house of Joseph is in its territory on the north. After you have written descriptions of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me, and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord our God. The Levites, however, did not get a portion among you, because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on the, uh, on the east side of the Jordan. Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it to them. As the men started on their way to, the, to map out the land, Joshua instructed them, Go and make a survey of the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will cast lots for you here at Shiloh, if in the presence of the Lord. So the men left and went through the land. They wrote its description on a scroll, town by town, its seven parts, and turned to Joshua in the camp of Shiloh. Joshua then cast lots for them in Shiloh, in the presence of the Lord. And there he, did, he distributed the land to the Israelites, according to their tribal divisions. Allotment for Benjamin The lot came up from the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan. Their allotment territory lay between the tribes of Judah and Joseph. On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan passed the north northern slope of Jericho and headed west into the hill country, coming out at the desert of Beth-Avon. From there it crossed to the south slope of Luz, that is Bethel, and went down to Adaroth, Edar, and on the hill south of lower Beth-Haran. From the hill facing Beth-Haran, on the south the boundary turned south along the western side and came out of Karath Baal, that is Karath Jerim, and a town of the people of Judah. That was the western side. The, the southern side began at the outskirts of the Karath Jerim on the west, and the boundary came out at the spring of the waters of Nephtoah. The boundary went down to the foot of the hill facing the valley to Ben-Hinnom, north of the valley of Rephim, 
It continued down the Hinnom Valley along the southern slope of the Jebusite city and so to En Rogel. And that it then curved north, went to En Shemesh, continued to Goloth, which faces the pass of Edomim, and ran down to the stone of Bohan, son of Reuben. It continued to the north side of Beth Araba and on down into the Araba. It then went to the northern slope of Beth Hagla and came out at the northern bay of the Salt Sea, at the mouth of the Jordan in the south. This was the southern border. The Jordan formed in the boundary of the eastern side. These were the boundaries that marked out the inheritance of the clans of Benjamin on all sides. The tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, had the following cities. Jericho, Beth, Hogla, Emek, Keziz, Beth Araba, Zemaram, Bethel, Aviv, Avim, Pura, Ophrah, Kephar, Amronai, Ophni, and Geba. Twelve towns and their villages. Gibeon, Ramah, Biroth, Mizpah, Kifara, Moza, Rechem, Erpil, Terelel, La, Zela, Helaf, the, the Jebusite cities. This is Jerusalem. Gibeah, Karath, fourteen towns and their villages. This was the inheritance of Benjamin for its clans. That's all I have for you today. Let's go ahead and close them. Well, actually, hold on. Let's go to Romans. Um, let's go over to Romans and read from there now. I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Lots of turkey. We had a good Thanksgiving. Um, family came over. It was a really good uh, time with my uh, sister, her, her, my nephew, and my uh, and my niece, and of course my mother. Um, they all came over. It was a pretty good time. Um, I just love Thanksgiving time with family. It's just one of my favorite holidays. But anyway, let's go ahead and read the scripture. Um, let's read Romans seven. Verses 1 through uh, 25. An illustration from marriage. Do you not, not know, brothers, for I am speaking to men who know the law, that the law has authority over a man only as long as he lives. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. So then, if she marries another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law and is not an adulteress, even though she marries another man. So my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him, who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit as to God. From when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work 
in our bodies so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old ways of the way of the written code struggling with sin what shall we say then is the law sin certainly not indeed i would not have known what sin was except through the law for i would not have known what coveting really was in the law had not said do not covet but sin seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment produced in my, me every kind of covetous desire for apart from law sin is dead once i was alive apart from law but when the commandment came sin sprang to life and i died i found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death for sin seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment deceived me and then through the commandment put me to death so then the law is holy and the commandment is holy righteous and good did that which is good then become death to me by no means but in order that sin might be recognized as sin i produced death in me through what was good so that through the commandment sin might be come utterly sinful we know that the law is spiritual but i am spirit unspiritual sold as a slave to sin i do not understand what i do for i want to do it i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do i agree that the law is good and it is it is no longer i myself who do it but it is sin living in me I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out, for what I do do not the good I want to do, no the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing, for if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. But it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in members of my body, waging war against the law of the mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members what a wretched man i am who will res rescue me from the body of death thanks be to god through jesus christ our lord so then i myself in my mind am a slave to god's law but in the sinful nature a slave to the law of sin okay so so pretty much when we read the old testament then we read um the law and we uh we see our own sins that's why people don't like reading the old testament it has nothing to do with uh the difference between old and new covenant what it has to do was that is that the old testament exposes our sins shows us 
what life is like without Jesus Christ. So then we turn to Christ because we hear the law and understand that sin that the law exposes our sin. So we have to turn to Christ and then we are no longer um, slaves to sin because we turn to Christ. Even though we still have the sinful nature because we still live in a corrupt body, we uh, still have the Lord God that sent his son to die for us to free us from that sin. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just praise you. I just ask that you watch over us. Keep us safe, O oh Lord. I ask that you keep us from sin, Lord, that you watch over us, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.